Hello and welcome to the last ever show from cchits.net. On today's show, your host, John Spriggs will talk about the site, how it was started and most importantly, me. So without further delay, let's get on with the show. So yes, folks, um, that's it. Uh, we are coming towards the, the very end of CC Hits as it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I thought I would invite along, uh, some people that have, um, kind of helped out with CC hits, promoted it, uh, done a boatload of effort that people won't have seen in the background. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, for those of you that don't know me, I am John Spriggs. Uh, I created CC hits, uh, in nine, uh, 19, no, not 19. God, that would have been a really good podcast. Uh, in, um, uh, 2010, I think it was. Yeah. Um, t- November 2010 was when, was when it, uh, was actually released into the great, great wide world. Uh, and that was largely as a result of, um, a conversation on the way to a pod crawl in Sheffield with, with Mr. Dave Lee. So Mr. Dave Lee, would you like to, uh, would you like to say anything at this point? Aside from hello, I guess. Okay, yeah. Hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think CC hits for me was, it, it was a really great idea. Uh, I'd been podcasting for, I think it was about two years up to that point. And the big thing for me was the inability to locate some decent, well-curated Creative Commons music. We had the Podsafe Music Network, which is gone. We had... um in fact, that might have been it at the time. No, we had we had Gemendo, we had um, the Free Music Archive, and out of all of them, I would say probably at the time, certainly not now, Gemendo was the best of the bunch. Now, when trying to locate decent music, it's really difficult when you're wading through such a large amount of random instrumentals and very very short form stings to try and find music that you think your listeners want to listen to. Mm. And from a selfish perspective that I want to listen to, because I tend to play, I tend to choose tracks that I like, Mm. not necessarily what I think the listeners are going to like. So having something like CC Hits, which was a curated collection of music, which as a byproduct of it also had a number of, shows that it generated itself like the daily exposure show the weekly show i never did the monthly show i'll be honest well to be fair <laughs> at the moment no one does but, <laughs> but but the the i i subscribed to the daily show since cc hits was was a thing yeah uh, and I, I i'm probably uh, 40 episodes behind which isn't so bad because i'll have a really good chance to catch up soon but yeah like I say, for for me, it was it was a great concept, something that I think that was absolutely needed in the in in that in that space at that time. Mm. So when John shared the idea, I was like, "This is really good. How can I help?" Mm. And you know, I may have been at some point in my 
history a programmer. I may have programmed some pretty decent stuff. Nowadays, not so much. So there's not really a lot I could have done from a coding perspective. But as I'm going and finding songs for my music podcast, it kind of made sense to start feeding those into CC Hits so that other people could enjoy them as well. Mm. So whilst I wasn't getting from it what I actually expected was to have a ready-made source of music available to me, at least it was something then that I could contribute to. Yeah, And that's kind of what I've been doing for the last 10, 10 and a half years, because I didn't start contributing immediately, uh, not until I had a workflow that made it so I didn't yeah. have to spend too much time doing it. But with changes and, and improvements in the platform, it did make it a lot easier. And that's kind of taken us up to where we are now, mm. bar a few foibles. We can come on to those in a bit. So I guess it's probably a good, good idea to explain at this point what, what the idea was that I pitched to Dave. Um, I do have two other people in, in, in here in the recording with us as well. I've also got Yannick, uh, formerly of Utopia Hi. Radio, um, yeah. uh, which was a, a – a, was it a French – it was a French – station it was in french yes yes um, it was my music podcast in french uh and then we also have ken fallon uh ken fallon is uh all-round good guy that i know through hacker public radio <laughs> uh okay generally uh, okay to my experience he's, he's an all-round good guy uh other people may have different opinions of him um but um ken knew me through old camp uh, and uh, he he came across CC Hits, I think from probably me trying to talk about it at CC at Old Camp, uh, and then said that he wanted to start start using that in for some of the live streams that you were doing at the time. Um, and so so I said, well, you know, make music's all Creative Commons. That's kind of the point it's there for. So I just wanted to introduce people in case you hear some other voices in the back in, it, as I'm going through this lot, because there will be points in this when people will say to me, John, this makes no sense, or uh, I don't remember that being in that way, shape or form in the slightest. So um, I thought I'd give you, <laughs> I thought I'd give you an opportunity to, to know who at least who the other voices were. Yeah. Well, you can't stop me from speaking anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so yeah, so, so CC hits uh, was kind of, two or three ideas at once. I had been heavily involved in the Stockport hack space, the creation of a, of a, a new maker space for Stockport. And I'd been to a few of these sessions and people were playing commercial radio uh, or, you know, we were in a pub or something like that. And, and in the back of my head, I kept thinking, I, I've been listening to this great music on a whole host of other podcasts. And we were in a position where I wanted to be able to play some of that music at the hack space. Uh, and I'd come across a news article about somebody, some poor woman working at Tesco's. And I think it was in somewhere like Scotland or something like that. Um, and she had been humming along at like really early shift in the morning. She'd been humming along to some music that was in her head. Um, and the, there's, there's two licensing authorities in the UK for commercial music, the PRS and PPL. That's certainly what their names were when I was in, getting involved in this. I don't know whether they still are. I'm getting a nod from Dave. Yeah, so, so yeah. Same. 
and basically one of them is the the rights holders for the basically the fact that the music's been played uh, and the other is the rights holder for the people that have composed the music and the people that composed the music took this woman to court basically for breach of the, the licensing conditions because they didn't have a PPL license now the fact it's a Tesco uh, it, uh, there's, there's anecdotes this feels like an anecdote that's kind of mis- been misreported or something like that but anyway she got taken to court and I just was petrified that this little group of hackers makers whatever it was was going to get stung by a massive bill um, for playing music and I thought well I need to find something that's that's not going to do not going to put them in that position was always involved in open source uh, and I thought what I really need is creative commons music Dave had been playing some Creative Commons music, but I think it wasn't like the bulk of your music by that point. It was it was just it was just a thing that was played. And so Dave and members of the Association of Music Podcasting, of which Yannick, I think you remember, weren't you? Yeah. Yes. So there'd been this pod crawl in Sheffield, and Sheffield was uh, not very far away from me. So I went across and Dave met me at the station or just across the road from the station. And I was like, Dave, Dave, I really want to join the Association of Music Podcasting. Because by this point, I'd also been listening to, as I said, been listening to a whole boat boatload of music podcasts. I said, but, and don't tell anyone this, my wife's pregnant. And I'm not going to have the time to produce a music podcast at the schedule that... I don't know. I don't recall if, if there was a requirement to produce a particular number of shows a week or a month or whatever, but I just suddenly had this panic that I wouldn't be able to have the time to do it. I said, so I've got a great idea. I'm going to create a script that builds a music podcast. And Dave's like, okay, okay. And I'm like, and, and I know you're the membership secretary. Can you like, can you have a word with the other people? I've subsequently found out that it wasn't quite so much of a rigorous, you know, organization as that at the time it was more kind of like well you know whatever um and and people objected to the fact that it wasn't my voice on the podcasts so cc hits never made it into the association music podcasting it's not a problem anyway so it sounds like you have a problem some undealt with issues there (laughs) (laughs) no no so right no um i'm not bitter I am. <laughs> so I thought I thought I'd I thought I'd it would be a shoe in because I was bringing like a regularly scheduled massive dose of music into everyone's kind of options, and they went, yeah, but you're not you you're not speaking on it, so you can't really you're not really a podcaster, and I'm like, oh oh yeah okay I kind of I see where you're going with that. <laughs> So I was a little bit, I was a little bit narked at the time, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, I'm, like I said, this is all kind of anecdote and, you know, a lot of it is just kind of what's in my memory rather than anything else. So anyway, so we get to Podcrawl and Dave's there. Uh, I think it was Roly, Pete Kogel. There were, there were a handful of people there and I was like, I had this really good idea. What it's going to be is a podcast that takes all the CC hits music that you play on all your podcasts because you're already going out and finding this great music. And so it would just go into this system, at which point two or three of the podcasters went, 
Creative Commons music? Meh. Who listens to that rubbish? Um, and, <laughs> and somebody else went, surely that sounds like a lot of work for me. I'm out. And uh, yeah, so I just, I, it was just a bit, it wasn't quite the, the, the sort of massive fanfare that I'd hoped it was going to be, but persevered. And so I wrote a load of code and the first show went live on uh, something like that. It was in November. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. And do you know what? The really annoying thing is, so it's a little peek behind the curtain here into the, the way that CC Hits works. Effectively, it's just a whole load of MySQL tables. And the first few shows got injected into the system and they were absolute rubbish. And <laughs> so I deleted them. I deleted them from the system. And so the first, you can't even go and find show number one because show number one doesn't exist because it was deleted and I never I never reset the Mac, the starting value of the table. So it starts at something like 12 or something, some random number like that. I mean... The, Dave and, and Yannick both have had a bit of a poke inside the database as well. So, you know, one of us could go and find it. But frankly, it's, I mean, <sighs> uh, for the show notes that, that there will be, I will I will find that show. So anyway, so the first few shows go out and I, I, got, a, I got a note, I think, from Dave saying, you know, I don't mean to be funny, but the voice is getting some of these pronunciations of some of these words absolutely dreadful because literally so um again behind the curtain we're using uh, an open source text-to-speech library called festival and i just literally typed in hello welcome to cc here it's blah 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 and it came out as hello welcome to cc hits yeah and i was just like no this just it, it sounded like you know, you know, some people play that game where you take a, friend, a sentence and you put it into Google Translate and then you translate it back to the language it came from. And you just, <laughs> it, yeah. it felt like somebody had done that to the, I, I mean, it just, it was just dreadful. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of half inclined to go back and fi- find that first episode um, and just kind of listen to what the audio sounds like. I can't remember if having had Dave kind of go, hmm, the audio is a bit, bit, bit naff on this one. I actually went back and rebuilt all of these shows um, to put the text right. So it might not, it might be fine now. There is a show number one on the website. Is there? From the 24th of October, 2010. Ooh. That might be, that might actually be it then. Uh, it's Cafe Connection by Morgan G. You blame text to speech and we can't even have a human do it. So, yeah. So, text to speech is good. <laughs> so, one of the people did contact me and say, I love the idea of the show. It's a really great idea for the show, but I can't cope with the text to speech voice. And so, I very nearly, right at the beginning, when we still had maybe, you know, 50 you know, maybe a hundred tracks in the system, I very nearly started going through and recording the name of the track and the name of the artist so that it would, effectively, I would be replacing 
what we later we, we later called Doris, the voice of Doris. <laughs> Which came about when I think Dave, you interviewed me for your podcast, and you said, "Well, you know, has the voice got a name?" And I said, "Well, secretly in my head, I've always called it Doris, from the yeah. Doris and Boris in True Lies pairing in True Lies." Because it was yeah. such a robotic voice that was going through a voice process. And I just thought, that is that is that is Doris right there. <laughs> but yeah, so I was gonna replace all of the voice samples. And then I just looked at it and thought, that whole kind of distinct lack of time that I'd cited as the reason for having it automatically generate all this lot was just gonna be suddenly eaten by me having to record all of these names. So instead, what we ended up with was an extra field in the table in the database called pronunciation that, in theory, people were supposed to populate. Now, I don't know whether, Dave, you ever managed that. I think, I think, I think between us, we probably did like maybe 25, 30 in total in like the entire run of several thousand. The rule that I applied was if I couldn't pronounce it, I figured Doris wouldn't be able to either. So those are the ones that I filled out the sounds like field in the in the interface. But no, for the most part, it was just let Doris pronounce it the way, the way she wants to. Yeah. When I submitted French tracks, I didn't even bother with the pronunciation because <laughs> with that or without that, Doris wouldn't be able to pronounce them. So it's all yeah. those poxy rolled French R's. That's that's the problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So yeah, so we get we get a few months in. Dave, you start submitting tracks. I've been merrily trawling my way around Jamendo, CC Mixter, SoundCloud, um, and a handful of others. And I was manually uploading all of these tracks into the site. And I think Dave, you you came to me as well, and you said this just is not working for me because I'm having to download the track. And then type all this stuff into a field. I was like, I know what I'm going to do. And this was the downfall of CC hits <laughs> and the end. Is that I wrote some some code that would go away and API walk these different systems. So it would pull the track down from the website. And it would also pull down the license, the artist name, the URL to, to, to visit the artist, the URL to go and get the track, to go and find out details about the track from their site and put it all into the, the stuff that we needed. And ultimately, fundamentally, this is the downfall of what why CC Hits is now coming to an end. Can I stop you there for a moment? Because yeah. although it may have been the downfall at the later time, yes, when it was first implemented, it was revolutionary from a back-end administrative point of view. Mm. Because where I went from downloading files, crafting scripts to basically curl the file up to to the server, I'd then have to go into the server and then fill in the details manually to just putting a URL in a form, pressing send, and it was all done for you. Mm. So from that perspective, it was utterly brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. And and looking back, it's really easy to kind of 
point fingers and assign blame and say, oh, this was a thing that caused the downfall. This is the, this is the problem right here. But actually, you're right. It went, it made, it basically made it so that you could submit tracks into CC hits. I was looking at it as, you know, every couple of weeks, I'm going to go through and troll, you know, four or five sites and find a handful of tracks to play and stick it into the website. You were regular as, well, every week, regular as clockwork and still are producing a podcast every week with music in it. That's going, that was going into the site. What's, what's the name of that podcast? Uh, something about a, I can't remember uh, a bug and and bug farm <laughs> the bugcast I think yeah that, that's probably it the yeah. bugcast dot org or something mm. isn't it dot net dot com dot org the bugcast oh, yeah I remember now but yeah so Dave then starts merrily submitting all these tracks in fantastic Yannick I think you came on board probably. Within a few months, but it was more kind of you. You had more concerns about the aesthetics of the site. I seem to recall that I was a member of the Association of Music Podcasting, which is where I get in contact with Dave, and then Dave told me about CC Hits and told me, "Hey, look at that! It's a wonderful website, and you should contribute your Creative Commons strikes." So I started by doing that, and then Dave told me about you, and that's how I got in contact with you. And that's when we started talking about putting a new coat of paint on the public website mm -hmm. and also on some of the um, backend uh, website. Yeah. So I wrote this site in PHP, which is a it's a really easy language to write code in, in my experience. And it's really, really easy. How to put this tactfully? It's really, really easy to write a gun that you point at your own foot and and pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned before about Og Camp. So around about the same time as CC Hits happened, I also wrote a talk piece of talk scheduling software for Og Camp, and effectively both sites had very similar premises which was stick a whole load of data into a database and then pull some of the content out and render it on screen so i wrote a framework very simple in my head framework to make all to wrap all these database queries so effectively um web developers have this kind of model view controller kind of view of the world and effectively the model is the database the cut the way the data table looks and the view is how you present it and the controller then does some logic to that to that data or to the view so i kind of wrote it and i squished together the data part of it and the the view part of it almost into kind of one thing with, with one little shim which was the actual templating was done with a, a separate library But so the model part was all self-written, entirely self-written. It wasn't that it was necessarily that I thought there were anything out there was, was particularly bad. But every time, and I still find this even now, every time I look at a framework for developing a website, you get one of two starting points. You either get 
this framework um, is really simple. Here's how to create a to-do app for it. The interesting thing about to-do apps, at least the ones that I've seen, they never have any authentication. They never have an API. They never have anything in the way of administration. It's only ever we're going to take some data and put it into a table and then draw it back on screen again. And sometimes if you're really lucky, you can then edit something in that table. So that's one end. And the other end is, now that you've done your computer science PhD, here's how to here's how to write <laughs> some code. And there's never anything in that sweet spot in the middle. My day job was absolutely not programming. It has never been programming. My day job uh, for the for the the entirety of CC Hits was actually I worked in the security operations center of a solutions integrator right up until the very end when I then got a job elsewhere, but we're not talking about that. So I was never, ever writing code for a living. So I wrote this framework because I couldn't, I, I, I knew how to get um, objects orientated programming. I knew how to write classes. I knew how to extend classes. So I wrote a class that handled the database stuff. Uh, and then I extended that into here's an object for the, the track. Here's an object for the show. Here's an object for the, the link between to, to join the, the track and the show together and things like that. So Yannick comes to me and he says, I, I'd, I'd like to help you with this site. And I'm like, sure, here's the source code. And it was just like, I'm, I, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know what your view on it was, but I, I do kind of. I remember other people looking at it and just going, kind of almost coming back to me and going, yeah, I'm out. Just, it's, just, <laughs> it's just not even, it's not even worth the time looking at it. At least Yannick, you gave it a fair crack. Yeah. So, so yeah, so a couple of years in, Yannick's doing stuff with the site. Dave's merrily plumbing tracks in there like nobody's business. I think I'd been to, I think I'd talked about it at Old Camp. So Ken was probably aware of this by then, but I don't think you were using it so much by that point. And then my dad died. And that by itself was a bit of a traumatic event. It, it was one of those things that happens. Um, and I have this really strong recollection of writing this exceedingly emotional blog post, basically saying, that's it. I am giving up on open source. I don't have time for it. Nobody ever contributes to my projects. It's all a big pile of steaming mess. I'm out. I cannot play this game anymore. And I can't remember if it was an email or a phone call from Dave, but it basically went something along the lines of, you may want to pull out, but have you got any idea just how much effort I went to to get this integrated into my workflow because I mean so one of the one of the things that was great about CC hits was it had this voting component to it with the intention being that it would produce the, the monthly show I will get back to the monthly show in a bit because <laughs> <laughs> the monthly show oh my god no yeah. focus actually follow the timeline John or this will just be a horrible stinking mess actually can I just put in here representing the listener here just in case there's anyone out there who doesn't know what CC Hits is, what did the what did the website do as far as the listener is concerned? Okay, uh, so you go to the website and then you go to the website and it, it offers you um, three shows. It still offers yeah. you three shows, 
but it off well maybe not after the last comment. Anyway, it offers you three shows. Uh, it offers you the Daily Show, uh, and so literally what happened was um, out of a pool of tracks that was you know an arbitrary size of of unplayed tracks, it would pick one of those tracks and add a bumper to the start and end of the show, and introduce the track, uh, say who the artist was, and then at the outro it would say the track name, the artist name, and the license it was released under. And it would then encourage you to go to a URL, which was in the show notes, to vote for that track, if you liked it. Always upvotes, never downvotes. Always positivity, never haters. That's where he gets the nice guy from, folks. And that was fine for the daily show. What we then had was a weekly show. So for people that didn't want to listen to a track every single day, instead what you could get was the weekly show. And the weekly show was produced on Sundays uh, and it took the seven tracks that had just been played that week, so the seven daily show tracks, and then it would take the three highest rated tracks, the three tracks that had the most votes in that previous seven days, um, and it would play those. So it would, it would only be from the week before. But so if you had, if you'd had tracks one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven in week one, in week two you had eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So it would play eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and then the top three rated tracks from one to seven. So if if you'd had somebody vote on track one, track three, and track five and they were all the votes you'd had, then those would be the three tracks. So it would literally be 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 1, 5. So 1, 3, 5. And that would be what it would play. So then the intention had been that there would be a monthly show. And fundamentally, I made... I wouldn't say I made a mistake here. The monthly show took... Every track on the site, every single day, and and this is still going on today, probably not when this show comes out, but every single day, there was a job that ran that looked at all the votes that had ever been cast across the whole system, and then it would add them all up, and then every time, with the exception of The Daily Show, a track was played on any of the CC Hits-generated shows... So the daily show, so the weekly show or the monthly show, it would then reduce the vote by 5%. So that every time a show, every time a track appeared in the monthly show, effectively, it would knock down the rating of the track. So it was kind of giving that natural um, depreciation. Descending down the chart type of thing. Yeah, so so effectively, so that the new tracks had more of a chance to get up there. But equally, if it had turned up on the monthly show and somebody went, oh my God, I love this, and voted on it and got all their friends to vote on it, it would move it up the chart for the next, the next chart show. What happened over time was that that query to generate that, that, that chart, that as I said, was being run every single day, Still not entirely sure why I ran it every single day, but it was run every single day. It basically got too long for the timeout that we could run scripts on the VPS that we were using. Yeah. And so probably around about 
year four or five, somewhere around there, we started getting intermittent problems with the show not being generated. Not a disaster. Could manually rerun it. You could you could force the the you could force it to run. When you ran it interactively, when you ran the API interactively from the command line, it would run. It was purely when it was being run through the website because it was an API. It would time out and you would be left with no tracks in your monthly show. So every single day I was getting this email which was saying show showmakers run daily show. And then every week it would be showmakers run daily show weekly show. Fine. And then every single month it would go uh, showmakers run daily show one track. Uh, weekly show, you know, 10 tracks. Monthly show, zero. Um, that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> and in the end, we kind of just resigned ourselves to the fact that the monthly show wasn't being created. So anyway, so you were asking what the functions of the site were. So on all of the show listings, there was um, a QR code, or there is a QR code, uh, that would take you to the track page. And it would also list the if you if you put in the show number it would also take you to the track on the show so it meant that if you were part, part way through the show and you clicked on vote it would then take you back to the tr- the show page so you could vote on other tracks in the same show so when you clicked vote as i said all it did was just inject a line into a table that said this track voted on we did have a bit of a problem again early on there was um this wonderful guy from holland and and still, I love this guy because he was so passionate, oh. absolutely passionate about this music. And every single day he would get online and he would vote for the tracks that he liked. And he would literally, literally, he would go through and tick, 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 every day. What he didn't realize was happening was in the background, we were looking for a signature to see whether or not that track had been voted for by a hash. And so again, I was really, really, really careful not to store any personal data. We never stored IP addresses. We never stored host names. We never stored any we, um, passwords were all sorted and hashed. We used OpenID and even the OpenID strings, which basically when you go to a site that authenticates with OpenID, what you get back is effectively a public uh, uh, the public key that is signed by your open identity open id provider google um github i can't remember who else we use but um canonicals um launchpad really early on in my open source lifestyle i got involved in a project called identica uh, which then became known as statusnet and evan prodromo the guy that created statusnet used to run a URL shortening service and he would publish all the data for this URL shortening service just as a matter of course on, on his website. And there were no limits. He would basically just run it, whatever you want. It's gone now, sadly. UR1, so UR1.ca was the URL. That was it. Um, but it, all the data was published. And I was like, oh, my word, this is something I want to do. I want to make sure that every byte of data that goes into CC hits can be used by someone else for whatever purpose they wanted. I didn't want anyone to ever feel that they couldn't just use what they wanted from the site. 
So I was publishing all this data. But so as a result, I needed to make it so that people then couldn't abuse the voting system. Because, uh, again, really early on, we'd had um, a, quite a nice band publish their, their track onto CC Hits. Uh, they'd, asked, they'd asked me if, we could, if I could publish it. I published it for them. They were Creative Commons, ticked all the boxes, great stuff. So I put it in there, and then they told their fans, oh, we've just been listed on CC Hits. Let's see if we can get ourselves to number one. So they got a big rush of people voting, fine. But because you only got this reduction in the votes every month, they were number one on the site for, I think, about a year. Constantly, nonstop. And there was very, well, nothing. it wasn't nothing I could do about it. It was very little I could do about it. I liked the track, but I'm not convinced it deserved to be number one for that long. (laughs) Uh, and again, uh, uh, all respect to the guys, they were using the system the way they thought was right. They were right. In an ideal world, every artist that published the track uh, that had their tracks published on CC Hits should have in some way been told that their track was on CC Hits and they should have encouraged their listeners, their fans, to go and vote for them as well. However, as we only ever had one artist that did this, skewed the results massively. Anyway, so... So this guy's coming in, clicking in every day. And in the end, I had to sort of approach him and say, look, I don't mean to be funny, but you're not changing your browser session. You know, because we were, we, it was, I think, I think we stored a cookie, but it was literally, I know, I don't think we even stored a cookie thinking about it, but we literally, all we did was we just took like a hash of the U- agent string from the browser, which is, um, every browser's got this agent string. And it literally just says, you know, this is uh, Mozilla Firefox or, you know, this is uh, Microsoft Edge pretending to be Mozilla Firefox because people looked for Mozilla Firefox early on, and and it, this is the version number and this is the OS. So so got this like fingerprint, and again we were hashing that, so it wasn't it it was it was very obvious that we weren't storing any data, but because this guy kept coming back, we basically just got he'd click the vote button and he'd get a response back saying thank you. And he thought that meant he'd voted, but what actually happened was he'd clicked vote. It had tried to do a, it tried to do an insert, but had found there was already this string for that track there, and so ditched his vote and said thank you. Was <laughs> polite. I think it was about six months. This guy was was going in regular as clockwork, submitting his tracks, and I have the utmost respect for him. And fundamentally, we had to change some of the text in the website. To sort of say, look, you may be hitting submit every day, but it's not doing anything. Just just stop. You're supposed to be discovering new music, not bigging up the tracks. Anyway. So yeah, so so I'd I'd had this big meltdown in a in a blog post, basically saying, like, I can't do CC hits anymore. And Dave's like, you can't do that. And I said, well. I haven't got the space to do this. So by this point, my son was one and a half, maybe not even one and a half, maybe, you know, maybe one. He wasn't sleeping amazingly. I had a job that was quite demanding and I just was like, I I can't do this anymore. So Dave was like, I'll tell you what, just keep, just keep hosting it. And 
I'll get involved. And I think, Yannick, you were possibly involved by that point. And I was like, fine. Okay, look, you guys just take it. And so we got we got a load of changes. Like I said, Yannick did did a load of facelift work and, and looked. I, I I have this really vivid memory of Yannick sending a sending a picture of this is what the front page is going to look like. And I was just like, oh, that was what I always <laughs> wanted it to look like. But I can't code front end stuff for the love of money. Just just do it to all the site. And he was like, Yep, okay, I'm going to go and do all the site. And and. This is no slight on you, but I think I think we got like six pages done, and it was just like yeah. I, I think by that point it was just like, and I think I'm done with this work now. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I think your life had all changed. Your your life was in constant flux around that point as well, from from yeah. memory. And it was just like, so so even now, like half the site looks has got this amazing skin. It looks fantastic, and the other half of the site is, let's just say it's acceptable, um, but it's not beautiful. Functional is the word you're looking for. Functional, yes, functional. it's functional. <laughs> uh, I think, I think, like we had the same thing with like half of the admin site was was beautiful and half of it was was functional as well. I can't remember. Yeah, and I think around about that point, and I I feel really sad about this now. Uh, so Dave mentioned before he's forty tracks behind on the Daily Show. Um, I am currently about nine and a half years behind on the daily show <laughs> because I had created the site to serve t- th- sort of three aims by this point. It was provide music for the hack space. They expressed no interest whatsoever in the music. So that's gone. It was to get more podcasters playing creative commons music I was only ever aware of maybe four or five podcasts that ever played Creative Commons music. Dave was the only one that consistently, through the run of it, was submitting tracks to CC Hits. Um, I have this really strong memory of Dan Lynch basically saying, I get all of my tracks from CC Hits. It's amazing. I'm like, yes, yes. But really, you need to go and thank Dave because Dave has submitted every (laughs) single track into CC Hits for the last year. And what else? And and so that was the second one. And the third one was to kind of try and become a member of the Association of Music Podcasting. And I'd kind of failed on all three of those objectives. And while I was doing this big commute into work every day, and so in theory, listening to these these music podcasts would have been perfect for that. Uh, I had swung more into listening to tech podcasts. Uh, I was getting more invest- interested in, you know, Linux-based podcasts. I was getting more interested in security-based podcasts. And because of the amount of podcasts I was now listening to, I was listening to podcasts at anywhere from uh, 1.5 to 2 times speed, which is great for, for spoken word podcasts. But you hit a music podcast and it sounds like Alvin <laughs> and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yep. And so I'm driving and I can't can't focus switch away from driving to change the speed of the, the the track for one track every day so i switched to listening to the weekly shows for about a month and then i'm like i'm hitting the same problem it's just happening less often so yeah i'm i'm about eight and a half nine years behind on 
my own podcast that has been running for 12 years. But it keeps running. And I still keep promoting it at old camps. And eventually um, I hear that, Ken, you were starting to run some live streams and you contacted me and you said, can I use CC Hits? So how was that for you? I mean, so obviously we'd been producing CC Hits for probably a good couple of years by the point at which you'd, you'd got interested in it. So how? So had you only come across it, do you think, from from Odd Camp or...? Yeah, I've, I'm here basically representing the listeners of the feed. Uh, so I, I claim no... Uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> Claim no uh, glory from from the fact that you you've developed the the site. I I always thought it was a brilliant idea to have a source where you could get clean um, clean music without having to worry about uh, content uh, content rights content protection. And I saw that very much in Ireland, where every little shop. Every little business had to have one of those stickers on the door, like the mafia, the music mafia, basically. Mm. Um, I, I always thought that free culture could could provide better. And when I heard about your, uh, I, I think I remember actually we were at the on camp, and the interview I did with you was in twenty eleven zero six twenty eight is when it went out, and uh, we we just got talking, and I said right. I need to record this, and we went outside, and you just blew my mind with the with the concept. And since then, I subscribed to the subscribed to the feed. And in that eleven years, the only page I have ever gone to has been cchits.net forward slash daily forward slash copy and paste in today's show number to vote on the track. That is it. I didn't even notice that the front page had been updated. So. <laughs> Well, it's an RSS feed. That's, it comes into my podcast every day. And every day, I have listened to every show. Really? Yeah, every wow. day I listen to every single show. Uh, I have a script that I listen to. The um, HPR stuff comes down. I make sure that comes in. I just scrub through it because I've listened to the I listen to the future feeds. Uh, I get the news from home. I get the BBC news. And then uh, after all that's done, I can start coding with my coffee and uh, listen to CC hits. And then I uh, either, what I tend to do is I'll, if there's a track I like, I'll not delete it. And then I'll leave it there. And then tomorrow it'll come up and the new one will play. And then I'll listen to it again. And if it passes three times, then I'll save it and I'll vote on the show. So I'm just in my directory here. So I'm a user. This is me. I'm not, I'm not here in, in any, any, form except other that I listen to CC hits. Hmm. So in the 11 years that I've been listening, there are 512 individual songs in my cchits.net directory on my laptop. And I randomly play those all day. And I have this thing where um, I do a, I have a whole go of scripts around this because I'll kind of randomly jumble them up and then I'll start playing. And I have this thing where sometimes it'll just perfectly pick the right songs for the mood that I'm in. And then sometimes it won't. So I cancel it and then rerun it until it goes into the groove. <laughs> and invariably, once it gets the right groove, then it'll go from that type of song to the same type of song. But it's been brilliant for anything to do with, uh, you know, we're bringing up a stream for the HBR New Year show, which we're doing again this year. 
and you don't have to worry about it. You know, you got classic stuff. And I think back then, the quality of Creative Commons music, it wasn't sure that the quality of the music was going to be good enough to go up against mm. regular music. And in that 11 years, I have essentially stopped listening to mainstream music. I met a, I met a point, I'm not going to, you know, if, if there's tracks here, I, I actually go uh, and I'll go to, I'll, I'll trace back to wherever it was, Jumendo or wherever, and then I'll buy the track. If it becomes a track that I'm really listening to all the time, I'll buy the track. But in that 11 years, the quality of stuff coming out of CC Hates is comparable. Not all of it is my stuff that I like. I'll tell you that right now. Something I I will tell you is I didn't know I would like dubstep. This is something I did not know. Uh, coming from the bogs of Ireland, all of a sudden you realise you love dubstep. But there you go. But some of the stuff is you would just never get exposed to it anywhere else. And it when I heard that you were shutting down, yes, you know I could, was going to come on here and beg you to continue doing it. But you know everything has its lifespan, and mm. you know. There's a lifespan, but from the point of view of a listener, I have taken this, these songs, and for the kids' birthday parties, right? We've had cinemas. We have another one upstairs, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. There's a birthday party going on as it happens, and we're doing a cinema. But we had disco parties down through the years. And kids, boys, you know, boys' parties, girls' parties. And I wouldn't play... Um, like mainstream music. Uh, here's my CC hits stuff, and this is what you're gonna what you're gonna hear. No difference, zero difference. The kids just bopping around, not having a clue that this is Creative Commons music, not having a clue that it came from some you know collection of weird guys on the internet. Oh, that sounds wrong. Well, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all creepy guys at the end. No, I take that back. I take that back. Ain't it allowed to? Uh, no, it made no difference. It was just, it's just good music, and I will really, genuinely miss uh, CC hits. So one little comment I'd like to make in that when you mentioned about you never realised you'd like dubstep, um, really early on, this was probably the. the I found this track uh, and I went on Dave's show and it was whilst I was, I can't remember if it was whilst I was plugging CC hits, if I was plugging Old Camp, but it was, it was something I was plugging and I went on there and he's like, what, what track do you want to end the show with? And I was like, I've got this track. There's one part in it that's a little bit rude, um, but I like it. It's a really good track. And he's like, okay, uh, that's fine. We, we tend not to play anything with you know swear words in it but you know fine whatever i said oh and the other problem is it's eight and a half minutes long and he just went what so what? and i went <laughs> do you mind do you mind me playing it and he's like look normally i wouldn't play this but okay so I played it and it was a dub track dubstep track and i it was it was something like um it starts with something along the lines of uh, it was like a computer-generated voice, which worked for me at the time. And it was like, um, welcome to today's dubstep tutorial. You start with, you lay down a heavy beat, doof, doof, doof. And then you layer over something uh, something else. And then, then it go. then you lay down some dirty phaser. And I was like, oh, I love this track. It's brilliant. And it gets about halfway through. 
And then it there's this bit where it goes, Huda, and then a swear word is that Huda and swear word, and it, and it was just that one that one little bit. Um, but it went on, and it, this song went on for ages, and it was a really really good track. Great, love this. It's brilliant. Um, and it was playing for months. And then one of the things that you could do with CC hits was you could flag tracks and you could flag tracks as being not safe for work. And this one was flagged as not safe for work. And I suddenly thought, we really need to flag something for this is claiming to be CC Creative Commons music, but it's actually got some commercial content in it. And I thought, dubstep dubstep track it's got some really good parts in it i wonder i wonder if that's actually got some commercial content in it and i went back and i found it was two commercial tracks that had been mashed together and had been put on gemendo and they'd just go oh it's creative commons it's fine tick and i was like oh fudge I've been <laughs> plugging this track to everyone as being this amazing dubstep track that's completely free to you. Oh dear! But yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I I never thought I would get into dubstep. I I still, it has to be the right track for me. But yeah, I like you. I never thought I would get into it. Uh, and and even now, you know, there there's my my son plays some really random like Minecraft related stuff, and I just keep going. Oh, just, it's, it's not quite, it's not quite right. It's electronic, but it's not, anyway. But yeah, I, so going back, Ken, I'm absolutely blown away by the fact that you have listened to all those tracks and all those shows. I, I always knew that there were dedicated listeners. So I mentioned before that we don't track any PII. Uh, there's no, there's no data even about IP addresses and stuff like that. But there was, we did put in a, I can't remember, was it Matamo, something like that, I think we added in, just to try and kind of get an idea on where we were getting traffic from. Yeah, it's Matamo. Uh, And Matamo is a a self-hosted thing, a bit like Google Analytics, yeah. Privacy aware and friendly. Yeah. So we put that in with my intention being that I would start looking, actually looking to see if anyone was using this site. Because I'd uh, obviously having had that kind of meltdown about you know I'm never going to do anything with this, uh, I did kind of suddenly start thinking uh, I can't really shut it down if people are actively listening. And so we put that in, and then I think I never, I think I might maybe looked at it twice to see how many listeners we had because I just for, for the for the love of it, I it was never designed to be there to to monetize it was never there to track anyone it was always just there and in fact i think really early on i said i think somebody said to me how long are you going to keep this running for and i said until it stops being interesting for me and unfortunately the point at which it stopped being interesting for me somebody else came to me and said we'll take it over for you so i stopped kind of thinking about it as being a thing that i even really needed to worry about aside from whether or not the shows were being generated each day but so we had a couple of spates of of outages where the script just stopped running for whatever reason scripts the the showmaker script just stopped running uh on one occasion i think um tls certificate broke or the php version went wrong or something and in in 12 in the 12 years it was running i had two emails from listeners saying the site's broken 
And both of them said, the site's broken. What can I do to help fix it? Would money help? And in both of those cases, I think I'd nearly got to a solution both times. And I was just like, no, no, it's fine. I'm just glad you're listening. It'll be back up soon. I think I think in the 12 years, we only had maybe three days of shows that never went out. Yeah. And two of those have been in the last the last few months as as the the the, the site kind of has been showing its age and weaknesses. Um but there was one definite planned removal of a show which was for the internet blackout day. Yes. And that was a a planned intentional show and I I seem to recall I recorded it and then had to stop the showmaker script from running. And it was a real faff because it was just such an automated process. It just, it just ran a little cron job by itself and it just turned over. And I had to, had to go in and remove the fact that the show had been generated and put in my own show over. It was just a pain in the button. You got to do that for this one. You know that. Uh, well, yes and no. <laughs> So I figure this is going to go in. So for those, so um, the showmaker is still running uh, as as of as as of, as we are recording this. I think when we last it was at ten. So there is an API that we could call that said how many tracks it were that there were left. And as of about about a year, two years ago, I looked at that. And it had something like 900, 900 tracks left in, or 90, it was either 900 or 90, but it was definitely started with a nine. And I'm like, Dave's just keeps adding to this every week. I am never going to have to worry about this again. Just, it'll just keep going forever. And when I sent the message out to, to Dave and Yannick to say, listen, guys, we're hitting some problems. The showmaker's not, not always running properly. Dave's reported that the APIs aren't working to pull stuff down from, Tremendo and, and sites like that, we're stuck. I haven't got the headspace to fix this. Even if I wanted to, I mean, I can still read the code. The code is still mostly understandable if you understand PHP and can get your head around how my brain worked when I wrote <laughs> it, uh, which I think is probably more the stumbling block, if I'm completely honest with you. But these APIs are just just broken now. It doesn't matter what we try and do we're stuck yeah and with with Chemendo now blocking some of the downloads even even mm. for creative common songs that's uh, yeah that's that's a pain in the backside that is that isn't great and and free music archive have been bought by someone else and APS change and tribe stuff. of noise i think it is yeah but yeah so so we're looking at this the, the apis and i'm like i'm thinking to myself you know we've got we've got probably four months to think about this. And then Yannick pops up on the API and he's like, we've got 18 days left. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, what are we going to do? So yeah, so we hit a bit of a problem then. So I suddenly very rapidly had to remember exactly where in the code that the showmaker thing injects the, you can vote for this track at such and such and say, we need to strip that bit out because you can't vote for tracks. Well, you can vote for tracks, but you shouldn't vote for tracks anymore. And then find the bit in the weekly show and say, you know, and then say, you know, we're starting to wrap up. And it's just like, oh my God, I can't, be I, uh, partially, I can't believe I can still find 
the snippets of code in there that do all the fun stuff. Um, you know, the, the <laughs> I spent ages, probably weeks, figuring out how to make the, the showmaker thing actually work. There's a whole load of PHP code that basically just shells out to a, a, a set of Unix tools. So we use Socks, which is a um, sound library, that to do th- do little things like reverse the entire track. Why would you want to reverse the entire track? Well, it's to get to the end of the show to put the next bit on the end of it and then flip it back around again. Or, you know, to figure out how long you've got. So uh, I think there's, there's one part that injects a specific length of dead air and then layers another track on top of it back to front to make it so it yeah such a i mean it was such a faff so i mean sometimes when the showmaker breaks it says fail to do this thing and i just look at it and go how did that ever work in the first place (laughs) this is just mental i just don't understand how i made this work but it did it worked for 12 years it did i can't believe it's been 12 years in fact, yeah, yeah. But yeah. mostly, it, it worked. Mm. So, yeah, so we got to, as I said, we got to the point when the, the monthly show just died. Um, and well, I, can I just throw in an anecdote there? Yes. I'd like to f- take you back to December 2017 specifically, because that was probably the period of time post the original implementation of CC Hits where we spent the most amount of time in trying to make things better. So it was around about that time that Yannick went through and did all the visual changes at the mm-hmm. front end. It was also around about that time that I think I spent somewhere in the region of about two weeks trying to refactor how the monthly show worked and yes. the monthly show maker worked because it was taking so long to do it. And I'm glad, John, you mentioned about the whole flipping of the, of the file because that was the reason why it took so long because it would take the first track – Sorry, it would take the the intro to that track, add the track to it, flip it, do some magic, flip it back, add the next, <laughs> add the next that. intro and track, flip the whole thing, flip it back again, and it would do that up for forty tracks, and that's why it took so long to do because it was doing a lot of unnecessary reversals. That so doesn't I sound very re- efficient. It believe me, it wasn't, and. I refactored it so that it did it on a track-by-track basis and then just munged everything together at the end. Took it down from about, oh, I don't know, 90 minutes to about four or something Mm. like that just by refactoring. And I don't want to point fingers, but it was approximately four months later that the monthly show builder stopped working. (laughs) The last monthly show was successfully created in March 2018. Yeah. So fundamentally, the problem we have, um, and I think I've always had, is I didn't want to spend an awful lot of money on a month-by-month basis for CC Hits. So CC Hits the whole time, and and absolutely, I can't praise this particular host enough. So when we first started this, I hosted my VPS 
on, I hosted my blog on DreamHost. And DreamHost had this crazy, crazy deal, which was we will host however much content you want. Just don't ever store backups there. Fine. So I contacted them and said, look, I'm planning on like running this podcast. Am I all right doing that? They're like, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. I'm like, it's going to be producing a show every day. Yep. Yep. No problem at all. Okay. Fair enough. So it ran and it ran uh, probably again until like 2017-ish. So it had been running for a good, good six years by that point. And DreamHost, I get an email from DreamHost out of the blue. You're hosting backups on your site. Take them down. I will cut you off. And I'm like, we're not hosting backups. They're like, we've had a look at your data. And you have got these binary files in there every single day since 2010. And not just one binary file, but you've got three binary files and it's not just it, it's some, you've got six. And some, you've got nine. And there's, photo, there's photos in there too. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you've completely got the wrong end of the stick. No, we haven't. You've got backups there. You need to take them offline. So we then had this full-on mad panic. Yeah, I remember that. Where we had to figure out, oh, it was just... We had to get all of the shows that we had run up until that point uploaded to the Internet Archive. And then we had to add some code into CC Hits, which by this point, I'd kind of lost track entirely of how this lot all really worked. That's Dave's magic. It, it, took, it took a while just to kind of repump the, you know, reprime the pumps to figure out where we could put something in to point to the Internet Archive instead of pointing to our own local hosting. And then we hit a problem where the, the, the size, the, the amount of data we were putting up was actually knocking the Internet Archive offline for us just for our api calls it wasn't like for everyone but we would take we were pushing up so much data so quickly because dreamhost were desperate to get us to reduce our footprint and we had to we had to eventually like batch i had to go back to dreamhost and say look we're working on this as much as we as quick as we can but you're gonna have to give us some more time because we need to move all this all, all of these podcasts the podcast that with all of these podcasts up to the internet archive, and to, to be fair to them, they were really good, and they did let us they did let us have the extra time. But I just I just remember it just being like, oh my god, how are we going to get all these all these shows up there? And then we were like, it's fine, okay. What we're going to do now is this: it's we're going to have a cron job that runs every month, and it'll just upload the last month's worth of shows, not the last month, but the month before last month of shows up there. And then check to make sure they're up there and then delete them. That cron job never got run. Never got, I don't, I'm not even entirely <laughs> sure we wrote it. <clears throat> um, and DreamHost have never come back to us since then and said, we've got a problem. So probably, you know, if we hadn't hit this now, then probably in another couple of, in another year or so, they'd have come back to me and go, uh, you're backing up again. Um, so <laughs> but there's just, just all these little, little things in the background that just, 
CC hits would never have happened if it hadn't been for Creative Commons. That's a given because the music would never have been there. CC hits would never have existed had it not been for the Association of Music Podcasting because I'd have never have found um, Dave's podcast, um, who I found through um, Dan Lynch. The Random Three. Oh. No. Okay. The Random Three podcast. There's a name that you probably haven't heard for a while. That was because I'd got this Windows mobile phone that could download podcasts. I'd never heard of podcasts up till that point, but I could download them to my mobile phone. And I just found a random collection (laughs) of podcasts and the Random Three was one of them. The irony of being is that the Random Three was actually one of the podcasts that uh, inspired me to start podcasting in the first place. The host of the Random Three, Mark, I actually went to sixth form with. So I submitted some shows to the Random Three. So for those that weren't aware, the Random Three was a podcast that um, basically anyone could submit three shows, the three tracks that they enjoyed listening to. And it could be anything. The, the Mark had had no particular he would play he would play anything on his podcast. And so I put all sorts of random nonsense onto his show. But the, I, I do remember the very first one. You then commented, because I've been talking to you in the chat room uh, in your podcast, and you commented that, oh, it's good to see that Mark has, has got uh, one of my faithful listeners over there. And I think he thought I'd found his podcast because of you, but I'd actually found your podcast because of him. Anyway, so yeah, so if it hadn't been for the, the, the podcast, you know, the Association of Music Podcasting, the Random Three, I'd have never discovered about music podcasts and found out Creative Commons music was so great. Um, but then if it hadn't have been for DreamHost, this site would have never happened at all because I'd have never found a, a hosting provider that just said, just sling whatever you want in. Just, you yeah. know, just don't break any rules, basically. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's kind of a testament to those those three things. It's a testament to to Dave for having the confidence in in the idea and for kind of giving me the the nudge to keep going. Kind of even when even when all felt rather bleak in the back of my head, there was always kind of a Dave standing there going, "Well, you know, it's working for me. You know, please don't ever stop it." And I knew that there were people. As I said, I knew there were people out there listening. And so in the back of my head, I needed to keep it going, even if it was just for those people. I mean, so so when I think, I, I think when I first pitched it to Dave, um, my kind of grand scheme for CC Hits was that once we had enough tracks to have an eight hour stretch of safe for family listening music, then what we would start doing or what I would start doing was then be producing music that we could then offer to businesses so they could move around and move away from needing to be PRS, PPL licensed because they were playing, they would be playing only Creative Commons music. I think the fact that the showmaker for the monthly show took as long as it did to run and that we had, we'd had these intermittent problems with kind of getting it to run smoothly meant I never really had the confidence in the scripting 
to run something as long as eight hours. I mean, the, the, the monthly show when it was, when it was running was running. If you think about it, you've got, you've got 40 tracks at like three to five minutes each. So you're looking at like 200, 200 minutes of, of shows. That's, you know, a good two and a half hours, you know, at at maximum length, as long as you don't have any of those crazy eight minute dubstep, you know, tracks in there. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I was looking at, you know, producing a two hour show on a monthly basis and it wasn't always successful. And then I thought, what happens when, you know, one of these organizations comes forwards and says, actually, I'd like, I'd like an eight hour show, you know, once a week to put into my stores or something like that. And I'd have been like, "Eh, I can't really do that. Because again, the, the whole point of it was that it wasn't so much supposed to have been for the big, you know, the chains that could have said, well, we will give you, you know, a thousand pounds a show or, you know, whatever. I, I have no idea what sort of license fees look like for stuff like that. It was supposed to have been for places like hack spaces. It was supposed to have been for places like co-working spaces, small offices that had like three employees that they didn't want to listen to commercial radio because they didn't want the adverts in the breaks and stuff like that or a a car dealership that didn't want to be you know that wanted wanted to have some audio on you know so that the staff weren't just listening to you know whatever but that they had they they didn't run the risk of having an advert advertising one of their competitors right in the middle of when they were running anyway so that was the grand plan or a building with lots of elevators yeah. Yes. So, so that was the grand plan and it never really came off. And I was always a little bit disappointed about that. But fundamentally, the fact that we had f- faithful listeners, fundamentally, you know, Ken is, Ken is proof that we've had those listeners there. You know, the, the emails that I've had in the past, proof that it's there. I would love to hear from other people stories like Ken's where, you know, he held like you said, you, you had family discos that had no commercial music playing on it. That I mean, that's just phenomenal. I never, I do you know, I never realised you actually did that, Ken. Yeah. I, I I honestly only ever thought that you were your interest. So so this this will make me sound dreadful. I thought that your use of CC hits for the HPR show was because you knew it was Creative Commons music, not because you were listening to it yourself as part of your daily kind of regular activities. That's just mind-blowing. I do also want to mention that we did have another guy called Mike who worked with us for a while. Really lovely guy. I think the way that I had written my code, he really struggled with. Uh, fundamentally that is not his fault. The code that I wrote was poorly structured. Uh, it was, it was very objective orientated. It did a job. It was never designed to do more than that job, which caused problems. He wanted to take some stuff from that to, he wanted to dockerize it and containerize it so that he could make it easier to test stuff. Um, in fact, I was looking back at the commits that were pushed into GitHub 
And the very first commit that went into GitHub, which to be fair, was not right at the beginning of the process. It was sometime after uh, CC hits had gone live. But the very first commit was a set of PHP unit testing scripts. So it had always been written with the intention being that there would be, you know, a lot of testing in there. And it was, that was partially to drive my own knowledge of how to, how to write PHP, if I'm honest with you. But the fact that it wasn't using a, a, a publicly available library meant that it was really hard to get other people to, to commit to, to even looking at it. I had some really good friends in the PHP community. Well, I still have some really good friends in the PHP community. And every time I kind of floated the idea of this past them, they were like, hang on, so you've got like some code that's got logic for how to access the database tables in the same bit where you're doing the bit that says to update the tables. That's, that's a code smell right there. That's, that's, that's not right. You've kind of, it's that's proper mixing. That's probably mixing the streams there. Mike tried really hard. He gave us some, some fun, fantastic stuff. The showmaker had been running through Vagrant and VirtualBox for years. He came along and he made some suggestions around changing stuff over to Docker. Uh, and that kind of led me to actually realizing that we could run the showmaker in Docker, which was much basically meant that I could run it on where my blog was now hosted rather than having a dedicated machine at home. Ah, I remember we had loads of problems really early on with CC hits, particularly when I went on holiday because I then had to like get in touch with you, Dave, and get you to run the Showmaker scripts to make sure that I actually ran. Or uh, I know you had SSH access into my home server so that you could SSH (laughs) in to run the Showmaker scripts when it was broken. Ah, yeah. There was a while when we were running it on on the DreamHost server, and that kept timing out. And we were like, "Okay, yeah, we can't run it on here. It needs to be run somewhere else." It's because the showmaker was taking too long to return. That the yeah. showmaker, the the machine that kicked it off, thought it's given up. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there were lots of uh, right. So this is not a this is this is a bit of a, a quite a, a grisly post mortem, I think, of CC hits. CC hits was a whole load of fun to write. I really want to stress that. It was a whole load of fun to write. I had a boatload of support from some really great people. Dave, you were you were in there right from kind of minute 1 really. Um I had I, I remember having long conversations with people in the PHP community in the Manchester area uh, and all across the northwest. I was talking to people at Old Camp and everyone always kind of was like, this is a, a good idea. You know, go go for it. Some people were like, it's a shame it's Creative Commons. I do remember there was one guy that was trying to do Morse code, trying to learn Morse code. And he used the Showmaker script to figure out how to do the text-to-speech part for his Morse that he was putting in. So he would send letters and would then use Festival to turn the letters that he'd sent in Morse into the actual spoken letter. And I was like, I mean, yeah, there's lots of ways you could skin that particular cat, but I guess that's one way. Yeah. You know, so I mean, again, I would love to hear from anyone that got something, anything from CC Hits. On the CC Hits website, there are links to the Twitter account. There's an email address. There is... 
a Facebook page. Never made it to LinkedIn, weirdly enough. But yeah, if you if you want to drop me a note and say, you know, you're happy with something that CC Hits did, uh, I would love to hear about it. If you want to tell me that you you are surprised you listened this long because you couldn't cope with that stupid robotic voice, but you kept listening for the music, then I want to hear from that that from you as well. Like I said, we never tracked numbers. We never, ever tracked numbers. We Even now, I don't know what our peak listening was at any point in the history of CC Hits. I just want to know that you, you, you found it interesting and useful. Is there anything that, Dave, that you can remember that I've, I've missed there at all? No, not that I can think of. You've pretty much covered off all of the, 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 good, the good, the bad and the ugly. May I? Um, of the <laughs> see what I did there. See what um, you did there. Of the of the service. Um, personally, from a really personal standpoint, I'm going to miss it. Not. I'm going to miss it from when it was in its heyday. Yes. After yeah. a while, as as I said to 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 the Yannick, you and John, that it came to a point where it started to become a chore, and. I think it was probably an in, 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 in inevitability. It was probably always going to happen, but it it is a real shame that this service that we've we've had running so long and that I've personally contributed to, and, and that that's that's unusual for me to actually contribute to a free software project. <laughs> but you you commented earlier, John, about me having a whinge at you for having personally invested my time in this project. And yeah, it, it's something that I've always felt that I have actually managed to a, a achieve something with. And despite the fact that we're now not putting the CC hits voting links on the podcast show notes, it was, it was amusing actually that the day after I actually gave up submitting a week's tracks to the, to CC hits because the API just wasn't usable. The day after that was when you sent the email through saying, what are we going to do with this? Yeah. So the timing was obviously right. Yeah. It's had its day. It had a great day, mm. but yeah, yeah the, t- the time has come and yeah, I'm sad. It's also when sometimes Dave forgot uh, to post the link to CC hits uh, during the live show. There was always someone in the in the chat room saying, "Where's the link? Where's the link?" So it's not it's not only for the podcast producers, and as Ken is an example of that, mm. the podcast has listeners who actually want to have a say in that and say, "I like this track. I want I want the I want this." But yeah, we as, as you said, John, we rely on APIs, and uh, unfortunately. APIs change, uh, services change. As I said earlier, Jamendo now is, uh, well, they say they give the artist the opportunity to block downloads. Well, some of them probably don't understand what Creative Commons means and they block their downloads. Well, uh, and other services have been changing, change hands, and uh, the APIs are uh, is either blocked or they are... Uh, they did change too, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. as Dev said, it has it. CC it had its days, and I remember when I um, was tinkering with uh, what it's called, Liquid Soap, I think, which is a mm-hmm. software to create a web radio. 
I, I never really intended to have a web radio. I just like to know how stuff are made. And I, once I just stumbled upon that software and I thought, oh, it looks interesting. Let's learn how that works. And so I pulled tracks from, from CC Hits to create the the OSPN web radio. Who, well, that lived, lived for a few months, I think, just, just mm-hmm. to prove that uh, it could be done. And uh, yeah, and, and, and for me, the CC Hits for me means that I had to get in touch with you and eventually meet you at uh, Ockham. Yeah. And that I remember very well, that was my first Ockham. So I knew, I knew no one. I just knew you were there and I arrived in this, in this pub in the evening, in the the day, the the night before uh, Ockham. And I was looking everywhere. Like, I know no, I know no one here. And then I spotted you and I I had seen your face on, on camera and I was, Ooh, has a friendly face, and uh, and yeah, and from there you, we 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 start talking, and and yeah, now we're we're doing stuff with Dave and you for the for this website, and uh, mm. well, I I miss it too. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Ken, is there anything that you you think I've missed, or that you you any any other anecdotes you want to tell? No, but I will applaud you guys for uh for doing it and for all the enjoyment that i got out of out of it for the last 11 years it's been fantastic and i have all these popular songs in my head that nobody else knows (laughs) they're all they're all just you know you think you listen to niche music come over here for a minute like (laughs) But I will would also like to congratulate you. I know people are sad and they're going, oh, this is the end of an era and where am I going to get my music from? But the putting it to bed gracefully is always something that podcasters should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Put the show to bed gracefully and give the listeners the time to grieve and to... Because it is that. There's going to be a large part of my day gone now. Mm-hmm. All I'm going to have in my script coming up is the podcast once a week, and that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is CC hits, and then the podcast, and then I've thought this was a brilliant concept. I still think it's a brilliant concept, and in a way, I'm a bit sad that they upstream the vision that we all had of there going to be a pool of Creative Commons stuff to to pick from is being kind of eroded a little. But then it's on the Internet Archive and hopefully that'll survive. And uh, I was about to say that. The, 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 the pool is still there. It's just not being added to. Exactly. Exactly. And if somebody else wanted to come along and take up the mantle, I mean, that's always something that somebody could do. Do you know what? It, so the, the, the number of times that I kind of... I can't remember whether whether I ever sort of shared it, but I, I would go away and I would, I'd come across a new PHP framework and I'd be like, you know, what? I'm going to go and rewrite CC hits in, <laughs> in, you know, Laravel or, or slim or whatever. And it just never, it never quite felt right because it just, it just felt like CC hits. I couldn't, there was too much good memories invested in CC hits for me to make those changes. And 
although it had had my frustrations with the code base, it was still predominantly a good memory. And I think every time I looked at doing something different, I just got really frustrated with not being able to get my head around the code quick enough to turn a to-do app or somewhere between the to-do app and the, the CS degree, turn that into CC hit. It just always felt like it was too much to try and get my head around, which is weird considering that when I was writing it, I was under massive time pressure because I knew I had to write it before Daniel was born. I had to write it in such a way that I could get people like Dave submitting tracks into it and myself submitting tracks into it. And yet there's still all those good memories there that I, I don't think I could ever kind of go back to. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sad that I'm closing down CC hits, but it's because it was a successful project. You know, you always, people always say that, you know, when you grieve for something, it's, it, you're, you're lamenting the fact that it's, you've, you've lost, a, you've lost love. But the important thing to take away from it is that the love was there in the first place. Yep. Yeah. So I am grieving for the fact that CC Hits is is being put out to pasture purely just because, you know, it was a it was a project of love and uh it's not one that I can sustain. So if anyone does want to take on the the CC Hits code, feel free. If you want to take the data, the data is still there. It will be uploaded uh to Internet Archive at the same time as everything else is. So feel free to you know, go through there and, and pillage what you can. Maybe draw <laughs> some interesting graphs around when people were voting, whether people were voting. And and it'd be interesting to see what would have happened if that chart had actually been able to run for those 12 years properly. What would have happened with the monthly shows and things like that? Because we never, as soon as things started to break, seriously break with things like the monthly show, we didn't have the time to go back and fix it really. So there was always a talk about rewriting the uh the monthly show algorithm so that it would be more more dynamic. We did rewrite it. In fact, I think it was Yannick that rewrote it. Yeah. And we just didn't implement it. Yes. I don't think I was involved in in the monthly or weekly show. Oh, no, sorry. Apologies. No, John, you rewrote it. Yeah. I think I, I made a couple of suggestions on, on how it could be improved, and you just went ahead and did, how does this work? I'm like... Wow, that's exactly what I would expect to see. And then we just left it. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably 2014 or something. It's been sitting there ever since. It was a while back. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it's it is it is definitely something that we I am I am grieving because I loved it. Um so again, please if you were if you were a listener, if you want to take something forward with it, if you used it in some unusual way that we wouldn't have expected. I would love, love to hear about it um, because this was such a big part of my life for the last 10 years, even though it was just, mm. you know, checking to make sure that the script had run every morning. So thank you very much, guys. This has been an absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm sorry to have poached your time, Ken, from your, your son's birthday party. But Dave, Yannick, thank you for all your help with CC Hits over the years. Um, Ken, thank you for your support. And on behalf of any of the other listeners, thank you so much for participating in the story that is CC Hits. Well, thanks to you for creating it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because without you doing that, we wouldn't be here anyway. So. Here. Thank you. Here. And so with that, I think we will we'll let Doris say one final goodbye for us. <laughs> it's okay, so, Ken. It'll be all right. No, it's not all right. <laughs> You're going to be okay. <laughs> We're just going to have to meet up at our camp and strand our sorrows over a few beers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Come along to an odd camp. Drown your sorrows. Awake for CC hits. Awake for CC hits, indeed. Uh, do you know what? That sounds good. Yeah. It does indeed. Yeah. So, thank you very much. And uh, that's the final goodbye from CC hits. Goodbye. 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 So, that was it. The end of CCHits.net. I want to thank every person who ever listened to a show, who voted on a track, who submitted a track or recorded one, which was played on the show. Without you, CC Hits would never have worked at all. I also want to thank anyone who spoke to any of the team about the show, whether you loved it or hated it, because your feedback made the show better. And so, to play out, here is the full version of our theme tune, GMZ by Scott Altim. Farewell from CC Hits.